Warning, the podcast Under the Stairs is not safe for work. We'll feature movie spoilers and language which most listeners may find offensive. Brought to you in conjunction with Legion Podcast Network. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode number 72. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and welcome to the show. Now bonus episode number 72 is going to be doing a non-spoiler and spoiler review for the new Steven Soderbergh movie. Now I'm just kicking it out here as an upfront warning right now. This movie has not been released in the UK yet formally and won't be until the 23rd of March. So, tomorrow, it'll be released on Friday 23rd of March in the UK. I am not aware of when it's being released in the States. I would like to think the same date. I'd like to think also Friday the uh, 23rd of March. However, I cannot be sure of that. So, this uh, is very important here when I put this out. If you've not seen this movie, you might not want to listen to this episode until you see this movie. The movie is fresh. Fresh. Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh. Um, but also, you know, it's, it's, it's basically, I've seen it in an unlimited screening at a cinema. So they played it early, a couple of days early. Uh, I imagine it's been played only a couple of days early and not like weeks early. Probably because of the content of the movie. I'm not entirely sure that's me guessing but yeah I just want to put that out here at the front of this episode before we do our break and play some music and play the trailer and then I do a non-spoiler and then a spoiler review if you're really interested in Steven Soderbergh if you're interested in Unseen if you think this might be a movie that you want to watch then and you want to go in cold maybe don't listen to this episode if however you're throwing caution to the wind here then on your own head be it if I give away details in the unspoiler review which will sully your viewing and further when I go on to spoil the shit out of this movie if it spoils your enjoyment this is on your own head you've heard the warning at the start of this episode you've heard me now verbally warn you now so if you've continued beyond this point it's because you've either seen the movie you're not going to see the movie and you just want to hear me talk about it or you're one of these people that just doesn't care (laughs) either way hi welcome to the podcast under the stairs thanks for continuing listening to this episode um as always at the start of all these episodes we like to do a bit of housekeeping just to let you know what is coming up what's in the pipeline for podcast under the stairs and there is as always a ton of content incoming towards your mp3 playing and podcast streaming devices so this episode is obviously it's out on the thursday thursday the 22nd of march coming this sunday 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 we are dropping the third installment disc three 
of our 88 Films Italian collection looking at Umberto Lenzi's Spasmo. So if you've not seen that movie before, you got a couple of days till that episode drops. If you have seen that movie before, why not watch it again? Shove it on, give it a wee watch. It's actually a good movie, I really enjoy Spasmo. So I'm looking forward to chatting about that one dropping on Sunday. And guess what? On Monday, Mahusive episode coming your way, ladies and gents. I'll be joined by the absolutely fantastic Jamie J. Sarmons. We're going to be looking at three pretty fucking stellar movies covering three different decades from the 70s a little movie called Bird with the Crystal Plumage by this little guy called Dario Argento you may have heard of him before you may not have but it's his debut movie and uh, it's pretty fucking phenom and then moving into the 80s a little bit of body double a little bit of De Palma to tickle your nipples um, and then we're swinging up with a, a lesser known movie called Shattered I dearly love Shattered I think it's a great little thriller less horror, more thriller um, but it, it should, if it's your first viewing keep you guessing to the end and the twist is pretty amazing so yeah, those three movies are coming on Monday's episode so you've got a couple of days to scope out a location to watch those movies, watch them and then listen to me and Jamie J. Salmons run the train on all three of those movies so that will be your your uh, Monday episode and then on the Thursday so a week today we do movie club so thus far remember when I said I was like yeah we're gonna get loads it's creep show thus far we've had four entries four entries two weeks four entries hang your head in shame podcast under the stairs listeners I did not ask for much I asked for your your favourite out of Creepshow 1 and 2 tell me what one you prefer and then tell me what's the best segment and what's the worst segment overall I thought I thought I'd be beating them off with a stick um, but no, 4 thus far now I know you guys like to leave it to the last second so I will play that game um, so you have to Wednesday you have to Wednesday to get your submissions in or I will be reading 4 reviews on the show and uh, casting some shade at you guys come on it's creep show everyone loves creep show so yeah get them in so uh, i can drop um movie club a week today looking at creep show one and two right so that's us all caught up to date this is your last warning <laughs> do not enter past this point if you want to see the movie unseen unspoiled um yeah we're gonna we're gonna jump out for our first break you're gonna hear promos for shows that i love you're gonna hear a little bit of music you're gonna hear the trailer for the new Steven Soderbergh movie, Unseen, from 2018. And then, I'm going to come back for a non-spoiler review, and then kick a little tag in there, and then do a spoilerific review. So be warned, all that and more coming up, right after this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on, and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> the truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. <laughs> That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. 
That's right, we have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> we got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us.
steps away from you, you know? Changing your phone number and your email becomes normal. Taking out a restraining order, normal. Relocating to another city, normal. But you still see your stalker everywhere? Rationally, I know this is my imagination, but I'm alone in a strange city and I never feel safe. There's some more forms you need to fill out. It's just routine. I finished my homework. Sawyer Valentini, please follow me. What? Look, I, I don't have a lot of time. I, I should be back at work, so. What am I doing in here? Take off your clothes down to your underwear. I'm not sure what's happening here. The door's locked. It would be better for everyone, especially yourself, if you just do as I ask. There's been some kind of mistake. By signing this, you've consented to voluntary commitment. I am being held here against my will. Do you know how many calls the cops get like that every week? Those are from crazy people. So you've just heard the trailer for this movie review. And bonus episode number 72, we are discussing Unseen. Not to be confused with the retitled name of Tenebrae in the States. Uh, this is a completely brand new horror slash thriller. Um, now generally, when we say horror slash thriller, people's eyes roll a little bit and they're like, is this one of these thrillers that is posing itself as a horror movie? And I'll be honest for you, for maybe the first 35 minutes of this movie, I kind of thought it was. Um, and then shit gets real. Uh, and at that point, I was not questioning anything <laughs> at all, except this is ballsy. So yeah, let me give you some information on this movie. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh, who um, has been quiet of late. Um, it's a guy who has really done a bit of everything, if we're being honest. And if if I think about more kind of recent movies and the Soderbergh sort of um, oeuvre canon, um, this is kind of more in line with something like side effects. Um from like 2013 than it would be along the lines of something like an Ocean's Eleven or some shit like that. So there you go, just getting that out the way at the start. So yeah, this is um, 
this is a little movie called Unseen. Uh, the movie stars um, a plethora of different people, but uh, most notably, uh, Joshua Leonard. Josh from the Blair Witch Project is in this fucking movie. Uh, Claire Foy, who I've seen in quite a lot of things. Most recently, she's been announced as being the new Lisbeth and the upcoming Girl with the Dragon Tattoo next chapter film thing. She's kind of taken over that position. Uh, we have Sarah Stiles, Mark Kutjic, uh, Amy Irvin, Colin Woodall, uh, Zach Cherry, Pauline Mackey, um, Raul Castillo, uh, Juno Temple, other folks in the movie. Um, synopsis for this one is listed on IMDb as a young woman is involuntarily committed to a mental institution when she is confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real? Or a product of her delusion. Now, a couple of things that I want to just throw right in the start here. This is an indie AF movie, right? This has been is very, very indie. So much so that this project was pretty much filmed in secret. Uh, not a lot of people knew about it, and word has only been trickling out recently as to the work, which is very surprising with a name like Soderbergh behind it, doing the you know from the direction point of view. Um, it is it's quite surprising that you would manage to keep this under wraps. It kind of makes me excited when they do these things. The other thing to note about this one, and once again, stress this up front, this movie is shot all on an iPhone, right? All cinematography, iPhone. To the best of my knowledge, I think they use some filters and effects, but for the most part, it's shot on an iPhone 7 Plus. So essentially, the phone I have, <laughs> uh, they shot this fucking movie on, which just blew my mind uh, but when you've watched something like the Florida Project or even something like Tangerine um, you can see that beautiful things can be done with iPhones um, and I'm not just trying to plug Apple products here just in general I think you can do quite a lot with it and then post do quite a lot with it so it does have a really indie kind of gritty vibe going through the cinematography and the cinematography in general is quite quirky um, it can be sometimes at angles which don't necessarily make sense or at other points it kind of felt like watching elements of what could be used in found footage movies but but not quite and you'll see what I mean when you watch the movie um, so I don't really want to go too much into that synopsis because it kind of gives you what you need to know and then the spoiler segment will flesh that fucker out. Um, needless to say, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really I thought it was really good. There are shades of many different sorts of horror movies in here. The one that I found um, most notable in the comparison, particularly towards the end of the movie, is something like Misery. It definitely has elements here. It leans into... Um, those those kind of Stephen King vibes in a way that I could get behind. I think the acting is fucking super strong, like really, 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 really good in this movie. I think Claire Flo uh, Foy is the central character. Sawyer Valentini um, is excellent. She plays equal parts, level-headed, manipulative, um, unhinged, uh, untrustworthy, um, all, all in the same kind of sway all in the same scene she can go through all these all these different spectrums of, of kind of human emotion but she does it excellently I think uh, Joshua Leonard who plays David Strine in the movie is wonderfully creepy like wonderfully creepy to the point that in certain scenes my skin crawled 
Um, I think the cinematography in the movie, considering it's shot on an iPhone, is pretty great. Um, I think also out with that, I, I love the fact that it did lean at this kind of kind of cheaper indie aesthetic. It really, for me, elevates the the subject matter because it's you know set in a, for all intents and purposes, a kind of halfway house asylum, and. Yeah, from, from that point of view, I quite like that. I, I kind of lean in it. This is a B-movie. In the greatest terms of B-movies. Um, don't let the cast of the name fool you alongside it to make you think you're getting something which is not um, a B-movie. It's also notable to say that Steven Soderbergh has never really done a horror movie before, so this is him charting new territory. And whilst it's not the most original movie I've seen, um, I quite like what it he did with it. I think this movie is going to be wholly divisive, um, as a lot of horror movies seem to be these days. I think there's a lot of people that will say it just feels cheap and they can't get behind it. I think there's a lot of people that will see past the the way the movie has been shot and, and lean more into the kind of weird... It reminded me in a lot of respects of... What was the name of that? movie last year, the one that was set in the asylum. It's going to annoy me. It's going to annoy me so bad. Gore Verbinski did it. Um, you're probably all shutting at your devices. It reminds me of that anyway. This uh, A Cure for Wellness. Where someone is locked somewhere they shouldn't be for something they don't understand and then the presumption of should they be there or should they not be there from the central character being the, the kind of main talking point for a portion of the movie. It reminded me like that, but A Cure for Wellness looked like $70 billion had been spent on it. It looked incredible. This one looks like someone's just shot on a phone. Um, and I, I kind of like that. I, I think they I think they do it well. I think the, the there's some really cool techniques used which, which work with it. Um, I think... I want to be really careful without going into spoilers. Um, I think it is an interesting little movie. I am surprised this one is hitting cinemas, if I'm honest. To me, this feels like something that should just appear on Netflix. And I'm not trying to berate or belittle the movie by saying that, you know, in a way where it's like, this movie's only good for VOD. I'm over the moon. <laughs> it's like... It's in cinemas. It's in cinemas because Steven Soderbergh's directed it, and that guy carries a lot of clout. Um, I've been trying to find like a, you know, a how much did this movie cost, and I can't find anything. And I really think it's, it doesn't feel like a the money's been spent on the actors. It's not been spent on, spent on much else, and I think that's really cool. I think the script's really interesting, and yeah, I, I think. I was surprised by how much I liked this. About 35 minutes into it, I started to waver just a little bit. Started to feel like maybe this movie was going to do things that I didn't like. Um, and those things that I didn't like are the more abstract things. Um, it ends up being a bit more of a conventional movie. Uh, with a weirdly kind of poignant message about like there's depends how much you want to go into the subtext here uh, if you just want to see a movie which is kind of like a horror thriller yeah this is your movie if you want to do a bit of deep diving into the subtext there is talk about um 
you know, pharmaceutical in intake, uh, mental health issues, medical insurance are, are all touched on here, which is why I likened the movie so much to Side Effects, um, which, you know, is a thriller um, in, in the grand scheme of things. But I, I kind of feel like Soderbergh's touching on a lot of the themes that he was hitting there. He's just kind of transferred the kind of commentary into a more conventional horror template and yeah I, 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 I really enjoyed this movie I, I really want to see it again actually because I think even though it's quite conventional I think there's quite a bit to mine out of this I, I did notice that certain things there were there was um, certain scenes there was things in the background which it took me a bit of time to adjust it oh right he's there um, I feel if I scrutinise the backdrop a bit more I'll see more of that uh, which I'm quite looking forward to doing all in all, uh, if I was to give this a Netflix grade, one hated it, two didn't like it, three liked it, four really liked it, and five loved it, I'm coming in with a 4.5. Um, you know, I'd, I don't think it's a flawless movie by any stretch of the imagination. I certainly feel that on a second watch, this might jump up to a five, but I think it's, it sits between I really like it and I loved it. Um, yeah, really surprising how this movie turned out because in a lot of respects this movie could have been pish <laughs> and it really really wasn't to me um, it'll be interesting to see what the horror community makes of it like I say I imagine this is going to be right down the middle you're going to love it or you're going to hate it uh, and with that in mind let's do a little bit of spoilers so check your time code Ladies and gents, I'm about to spoil this movie to fuck. Um, and I don't want to spoil it if you're going to go and see it. Uh, but if you have seen it, or you don't care, then stick around. I'm spoiling this movie as of now. So, um, our main character uh, is Sawyer Valentini. We join her uh, in her new job. She works for some sort of financial advisor company uh, she started there recently she doesn't appear to really have any friends um, she is being creepily pursued by her boss in a, in a way which made me uncomfortable to watch where he's just kind of you're you know you're such a hard worker I really like it we sleazy smell we should go to this big conference yeah uh, yeah we should go together just me and you all this thing and she's quite standoffish and at first you play it off as well you know she doesn't want to get ahead in a job uh, using sex as a weapon and I'm totally yeah I'm, I'm pro that ladies and gents I'm like yeah I'm with you sister um, and then she meets someone from Tinder and they you know go out for drinks and she's like yeah we're gonna go and have sex and you know just don't call me afterwards and I'm like oh yeah this, this girl's like cool um, and she's speaking to her mum and she's lying to her mum she's moved 430 miles away from all her friends and family to start a new life and she talks about how great her job is and how much her boss really respects her and how many friends she has and we know that she doesn't have any of this when the guy she meets on Tinder kind of comes on to her she has a, a really bad kind of freak out and then starts taking some medication and we we find out that she has been stalked elsewhere she kind of kept it to herself but um, this guy David Strain stalked her to the point that she for her own sanity had to move somewhere else 
uh, change her number, not speak to her friends, just start a new life. Um, and she's haunted by this. She sees him in places where he's not. She thinks she sees him everywhere. Um, and as such, she goes to go and speak to a therapist who works in a mental health institute. And she, you know, goes through the various bits and bobs and they tick off certain things and she mentions a couple of keywords and she signs a form and what she doesn't realise is this form basically incarcerates her for 24 hours and she has the reaction that anyone would have in this position uh, she kind of freaks out a little bit which just adds days to it and she finds out that there is a conspiracy in a lot of these medical institutions that they can hold you up to seven days to bleed your insurance for money and then they'll declare you saying and let you go. While she's in there though, she is convinced that one of the orderlies is David Strine. Even though he doesn't go by that name, she's convinced he is David Strine, the stalker that she had who has now followed her into this medical institution and is in control of her meds. Um. And yeah, all, all manner of whimsy <laughs> unfolds from there. We'll go into a bit more spoiler detail, but yeah, like the first 35 minutes of this movie, I kind of thought this was going to be a bit more of a headier piece, kind of looking at how uh, Sawyer is essentially this very damaged and wounded character who puts on such a brave front, but when confronted with herself... Um, in, a, in a, a mental institution you know that the walls of sanity will break down and she'll you know she'll we'll find it that she's actually insane you know like a, a, or unseen um, as a character and that's kind of where I thought it was going and right enough when she sees this David Strain guy who it's going by a different name like well maybe they just look similar and he genuinely doesn't feel like he's, you know, he's just there doing his job and all his colleagues love him and how could he know that she was going to end up there and how could he have got a job there without, you know, and she keeps making these points that, you know, you don't, you, there's not strict enough training eh, for these people. Any any person can get a job like this. You, did you do a background check? And the hospital just dismisses it as, you know, kind of trivial eh, rantings and ravings of a psychiatric patient. So, as the movie goes on, we start to find out that <laughs> this guy, who might or might not be David, is a bit of a bit of a creep. Um, he fucks with her medication, he pays a visit to her mother, um, and as the story unfolds, we find that maybe Sawyer isn't crazy after all. Maybe David is actually who we think he might be this creepy stalker that has followed her um, and has now really got her at the mercy of himself uh, controlling medication and you know playing it off as he is the innocent orderly and she is the crazy woman um, the story kind of charts from there into there's a weird tone there's tonally speaking this movie goes from very very dark very very serious to kind of funny there's some moments of kind of gallows humour black humour throughout this this movie in a way that I kind of liked and got behind um, I think Claire Foy plays a great well she's a great asset to that kind of being fun and quirky but then being super serious upset she, like, like when I said earlier on about that spectrum I think she captures that excellently I think um, 
Joshua Leonard is creepy in this movie. So, so weird and so, so insecure, but maliciously warped. I think that works really well. And the movie essentially descends to where we think it's going to go. There was no surprises for me in this movie, really. Um, after about the half an hour mark and I settled in, it unfolded pretty much the way I knew it was going to go, even down to a, a, an attack on David, which a certain implements used, which as soon as I saw it for the first time round in the movie, I was like, well, that's going to be used later on. Uh, Shiv-like object. Of course that's going to be used later on. And they do it, and I, I'll give them credit to that. I like movies that set up why show someone a why show a knife or a weapon and then not use it in your movie? It just feels like you wasted my time by showing me it. Um, so yeah, so they, they they certainly go down that road. I think the movie towards the end, in particular the last fifteen minutes, is shades of misery. It really, really is. Um, it it pays kind of a loose homage to. Um, in fact, it follows quite a lot of the beats of misery at the end. Uh, the the kind of the killing of a character who is a bit more innocent, uh, the maiming of our our um, our protagonist uh, using a mallet-like object, um, and even the, the the last scene of the movie, which has this kind of this you know but the character's still in my head and I still think I'm see him sort of trope which is once again is right out of misery um, is all here and whilst it you know, is paying kind of a hefty homage to it I don't think that is detrimental to the movie I actually think in a lot of respects it allowed me to, to ease into it a bit more um, kind of downsides I think at times, some of the characters felt a bit too cliche for me, if I'm honest. I, I felt some of them were maybe a bit box-ticking uh, overall. Uh, there, there are elements of certain characters that wouldn't be out of place in something like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And if you're using that as your template, then you know that these things are going to appear in here. Um, also, I found at times some of the use of the camera angles... Um, as being a bit too quirky for the sake of being quirky and but they weren't bad it just I felt like that's a, a really unnatural position to have your camera and I don't know if I like it I, just, I don't dislike it I just don't know if I like it for something a bit more conventional um, out with that though the, what they managed to do in this movie nice tight hour and a half to set up a storyline get our, our character ends up in the, the asylum very fucking quick and we go through like I say comedy uh, to paranoia to horror and a natural progression that feels really well told uh, you know he's obviously a very he's, he's a good storyteller anyway he's a great director even if you like his movies or not there's, you can't dispute uh, Soderbergh is a great director um, and I, like I say performances are top notch so yeah I like it's going to be interesting to see what people make of this. It really, really is. This is the first one I've seen this year that I'm like, oh, now we have a talking point. Now we have one where I feel at the end of the year the debates are going to start up as to whether or not people actually really did enjoy this movie or whether they thought it was just like a cheap movie. Um, 
I kind of fall in that it was a good movie. I think it's really good. Um, and I look forward to hearing what you guys make of it. It is out in the UK on the 23rd of March. Like I say, I'm not sure about American dates. Um, I'm not even sure if it's getting a, a run in America. It might not. There's a lot of movies getting released in cinemas in the UK. Now, Mum and Dad, for example, the new Nick Cage movie got a full cinematic release in the UK. Didn't in the States. So, it might not get a run in the States. Kind of hoping it does, though. I'm kind of hoping that people go out and check it out. Uh, to me, this is the first one where we're going to have polarising opinions. Um, but I am putting my flag in the ground right now and saying this is the 4.5 for me. I thought it was really, really, really good. And welcome Steven Soderbergh to the land of horror. If you want to do another movie, I will happily watch it. I get the feeling you won't, but if you do, you've you've got you've got me in on day one uh, in the seats at the cinema. So there we go. I'm going to take my final break of the show. When I come back, I'm closing it out right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode number 72, which featured a review of Unseen from 2018, directed by Steven Soderbergh. The movie is out in the cinema as of tomorrow, Friday. 23rd of March in the UK hopefully you're getting in the States look forward to hearing some interaction uh, as to what you guys make of it I thought it was fun, quirky, weird uh, indie shades of misery um, and just a, like a, a, a hoot to watch in the cinema if I'm honest but yeah we'll see where you guys fall down like I said at the start of this episode, tons of podcasts under the stairs content coming your way. This Sunday is disc three of the 88 Films Italian Collection, looking at Umberto Lenzi's Spasmo. So get that watched, listen to my new episode on Sunday. Let's be friends. Let's be Italian Collection buddies. I know some people out there are already buying the movies and I am excited. And hopefully one day 88 Films will give me a cut of the profit. Unlikely, but maybe. Uh, and then on Monday I'll be joined by Jamie J. Sammons to look at a trilogy of awesome. Doing Bird with a Crystal Plumage, a little movie called Body Double. And then finishing off with uh, a little 90s movie called Shattered. Starring Tom Berenger and Bob Hoskins. That's right, in the same movie. What? That's right. Um... And remember and get those movie club reviews in, ladies and gents. Don't leave me hanging here. Don't leave me with just four reviews talking about Creepshow. That's not good. I don't want to do that. You don't want me to do that. So let's let's be friends. Get them in for Wednesday at the absolute latest. There is a multitude of ways to check out the podcast under the stairs. As always, I tell you to go across and check us out on Apple Podcasts. Come across, subscribe to the feed. That way you get the shows as and when they drop. Access to the entire back catalogue of T-Putt content. Leave us a rating and a review. The ratings, five stars for example, the more of them we get, higher up the iTunes charts are pushed for people to check it out. But at the same time, those sweet, sweet, sweet reviews are like hugely important like i check reviews all the time before i commit time to listen to a podcast so let people know why you like listening to the podcast under the stairs recommend us to friends as well if you've got a friend that listens to a podcast maybe needs a bit of the baz in his life or her life swing them to the podcast under the stairs 
Uh, you can check our show out also on Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn and Google Play. Come to our website, tputzcast.com. Please visit our Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast and interact with the Baz and the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram, Twitter, both can be followed at tputzcast. So thank you very much for listening to this episode, assuming you did listen to this episode and you didn't decide, fuck it, I'm not listening to it until I'll see the movie. Or maybe you have seen the movie now and you're listening to this later on. Either way, thank you very much for all the support for Podcasts Under The Stairs. We're having a fantastic month. March, once again, like the previous two months, is charting to be um, another, another month where we surpass the previous years honestly I don't I don't know where the new listeners are coming from but welcome here and thank you very much for all your support the podcast under the stairs will return on Sunday for more 88 films Italian collection disc 3 but until I speak to you then wherever you are and whatever the time zone is whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours do not check yourself into a psychiatric ward unless you mean to Read forms before you sign them. Do not update your phones by ticking that bomb box without reading all the things in there. Because you might just be insane. That could be the worst ending to podcast under this day's episode ever. But I don't care. And until the next time I speak to you, this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs. Signing off. <laughs>